And I just got that tweet out in time. <laughs> How are we both doing, gentlemen? Not, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Good mm. stuff. It is Tuesday night, and we are here to talk Project Prospect. And I think it's the first time we've all been together in a very long time. Mm. It's an old star affair. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, and as always, it's great to see that Joe is in the house sharing the content. DJ Dog is 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 excited about Dante Fowler being back. Gents, it has been busy since Thursday night since you were both on. Oh boy, it certainly yeah. has. I mean, it's all plus signs, to be honest. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, I, I can't really, like, I don't think we can complain at all. Like, first off, Brandon Crooks, I'm very, very, very happy what we got for him. Yeah. Like, in comparison to what we were told what we needed to do to get him last year. Yeah. And exactly. now to, like, it, it's worked out. It's worked yeah. out. So. I, and yeah. it's not, to, it's for me, for the Brandon Cooks one, it's not just that they were asking for a second round pick last year and now this year it's a fifth and a six. Mm. You know, over, over two years. It's yeah. not just that. It's that that they're willing to chew up six million of his uh, of his money. We're so in sync. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. They, they 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 pay and and they've restructured his contract as well. So yeah. It, yeah. it works out that this More year on the cap, yeah, he's like only ten on the cap. So you just like, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. like the perfect deal. Yeah, really, and, and not just that. Like when you really do look in consideration, right? Like. And and shout and shout to BG next. Like he was mm. the guy that's been so I, I would rather have Cooks than over D Hop and OBJ mm. reason because Definitely. of like Ryan said. One, it'd be cheaper. Two, he's actually been renowned to be like in smaller teams. Like look what he's done for the Texans. He's actually had a thousand yard seasons with the Texans with a mm. really bad quarterback. So and yeah, there we go. Just to bring up DJ Dog's comment. Mm. Cook says are remarkably consistent with 1,000 yard seasons. So for that, I mean, it's it's a really great deal. And we've got a guy who is a speed runner, something mm-hmm. that we're lacking of right now. So mm-hmm. he's bringing that element. And regardless of what his age, he's not slowed down yet. No, yeah. and, and here's another one, another added bonus. But when you say about that, Paul, so he's a speed receiver. And I've been saying, and so have all of us, that we want these speedy receivers. We, you know, mm-hmm. we want something a bit different, somebody with a bit of speed, and we've got that. Yeah. But what's good about Brandon Cooks is he's still a speed receiver. He's still that speedy, shifty guy. But when you think about the history of speedy receivers, usually when they get to this age, they start having this sort of the soft tissue injuries, you know, the mm-hmm. hamstrings and the Achilles and ankle injuries. Brandon Cooks has had none of that. No, none of that. No. No. The durability and, is there. Yeah, and um. Yeah, and that's enough thing as well. It's like he's he's just been so consistent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I don't know if it's because the teams just can't afford to keep him, and that's the problem. Why that's why he's been traded for. Mm-hmm. Been, he's probably been the most traded player I've seen yeah. in a long time, and it's yeah. the fact that they're just not willing to pay him the big bucks because he is that consistent. I, I would say what it is why he's traded so often, and we'll talk about this as well on Thursday with our special guest. I think. It's because a lot of teams, when you think the Saints and the Texans, they paid him to be a wide receiver one. 
mm. when he's kind of he's not. He's he's a, a fringe wide receiver one, top end wide receiver two. But teams pay him to be a wide receiver one, but only get this wide receiver two sort of feel off him. And you see that all the time. So what mm. happens is teams go, well, then he's too expensive for what we're paying him to be. Mm. So what ends up happening then is teams want to move on from that. It's not the player. No, it's the no. contract. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the contract he gets, and that's not his fault. No, no, not at all. I mean, this is I was kind of meaning up to say that there's just because he's been he's playing so consistently, like regardless what you think of him as a wide receiver one or wide receiver two, they're just not willing to kind of pay him. That's the problem. Yeah, because like, just... they know it would eat up their cap for the years to come or something like that. So they're just well, mm. we'll just trade them away, we'll see some cash and we'll get some younger in. Yeah. It's, a, it's a shame for Cooks because he may want to stay with that team, you know, mm. whoever like it was, whether it was the Saints or the Rams or whoever it was he was he yeah. was with. But I'm not complaining. We've got him now. If he can bring that consistency to, towards Dallas, help CD Lamb, help spread the offense out and uh, under Mike McCarthy, I'm all for it. So mm. let's go. And, and, and there it is. And that's the good thing. The good thing with Brandon Cooks is he's coming in knowing that C.D. Lamb is the wide receiver one. So when you think about it, you got uh, you know, like we've said before, you want your wide receivers to be like a, a basketball team, a range mm -hmm. of different types and body yeah, types. Yeah. And you've yeah. got that now. So you've got Gallup, who's the, the, the deep jump ball sort of physical presence. You've got Brandon Cooks, who's going to be a speedy guy on the short and intermediate routes. And then you've got basically what that does is that frees – CD Lamb up as your wide receiver one, who you're going to be trying to funnel targets to, which is mm. absolutely perfect. Yeah. Now you just set that up beautifully. Yeah. And here's a good one. Here's a crazy fact, right? Here's the 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 the, the more bonkers part. You know, we always say that this is the lying season. L y i n g. Yes. Right? Look at what was happening last week. What will we get in? We were getting. Oh, the Cowboys are interested in DeAndre Hopkins, um, OBJ talk, Jerry Judy talk, right? And this is perfect. This is perfect, right? This is leading somewhere. So we're all going, ooh, they, they, the Broncos want the Cowboys to spend a first-round pick to get Jerry Judy. That is, the, that, is, that is cap. That is just pure cap. There you go, <laughs> right? So this is it. We're talking about the Lion season, the smoke screens. Nobody, nobody, not even Jane Slayer was talking Brandon Cooks. No one. Nobody. But, 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 the only person I know that was talking about Brandon Cooks was our good friend BG Nix. That's the only guy I know who's been mm. actively speaking about yeah. it. So shout yeah. out to B so shout out to our guy Nix. Yeah, and you look right. Jane Slayer, even last week, was like, uh, she put a tweet out, I think, on Friday, like, I'm going away yeah. um, for the weekend. By, something's bound to happen while I'm gone. At no point, and you know, <coughs> this isn't a knock against Jane Slater. She's like fully locked in. I mean, we've had her on the show. She is locked into Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You want information, you go to Jane Slater on the Dallas Cowboys, right? But not even she was like, maybe Brandon Cooks. There was none of that. It no. was all, it was, it was D Hop, Jerry Judy, OBJ. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of other names getting thrown in there. This is just what I'm saying is that they kept the Brandon Cooks cards so close to their chest, nobody was looking his direction. 
And that yeah. is probably more telling about what this team's trying to do this season than yeah. the actual Brandon Cook signing itself. So so here's here's a here's a thing as well, and this is not I'm gonna have a dig at our own fan base now. There is actual fans, Cowboys fans, are actually complaining about this move. Based on but, what? For what yeah. reason? It's because it's not being talked about. It's not being bigged up for the media. And, and it's because... I, and I'm so I'm blindsided them. Well, that's it. This is what I'm going to say. It's very uneducated. Um, like, what's the word? Um, you know where it's I'm going, going with this. Like, yeah. like they're not... Like, all the watches like NFL Network, all there is the main headlines. Like, it's like, well, we had the same headlines last year with Cooks, but obviously never materialized. But so what's so different between now? The Cooks still had a good season with the Texans, regardless how crap they were they yeah. are. Sorry, yeah. Texans fans, but it's true, you're still rubbish, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> but um, but you know what I mean? So it's emotional, damn it. Emotional oh, yeah. damage. Oh, emotional damage. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh, I love it. Well, we were on loop. But yeah. there we are. That's the emphasis of how much emotional damage there was. We yeah. got three of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, oh, sorry, Brian. On you go. No, like, I mean, I was, I was going to say, Paul, like, I mean, when this broke on <laughs> Sunday, Sunday afternoon, myself and Mike were talking with, um, JTUC on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jalen yeah. Talbert. And the next thing, the Cooks news dropped. Oh, My immediate reaction was, uh, kind of not sure about it. And Mike said, you know, he said in our group chat, I'm happy. And I gave it gave it half an hour, kind of just had a look at some numbers and stuff like that. And, and so, the more you look at yeah. it, the more... Yeah, that's 100%. I get it. It makes sense. Then when you get the stuff, like he restructured his contract previous day with the Texans mm. he's coming over we've added two void years the Texans have only got a fifth a six and they're paying six million of his cap this year so much sense do you know do you want to spend that or do you want to spend 20 million on a guy who's coming off an ACL yeah. and it, it just frees up more possibilities of what we could do in the draft as well yeah like, it does yeah, yeah it you does know? definitely like you think now like I, I've been constantly hounding like, I've been looking past, like, the big four, if you like, in this year's wide receiver. Because I'm after a particular type of body type, a type of wide receiver. Downs, now you've got... Downs. <laughs> yeah, Downs. I like Downs, but I am going <laughs> to give... I, I will mention Downs a little bit later. Why yeah. I've cooled off Downs in recent right, times. Okay. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. But... um. Like you know, like the 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 Dells, uh, you know, and the yes the from Houston, Dell yeah. Dell from Houston. I like him. That yeah, scissor yeah. move he did during the Senior Bowl, holy <laughs> crap! That is yeah. just that is just insane. Yeah, um, you know, like these these type of guys are like all of a sudden I'm just like, well, you're not pinned to just getting that body time. You're not mm. you're not after just that, and that also because you've done that with a wide receiver has the knock-on effect with the type of running back that you're looking for as well now. Like, it's a, it's the double-sided, the double-edged sword, if you like, of offensive weapons that you can now look at in the draft, where all of a sudden now you're just like, hmm, maybe tight end in the first round isn't such a bad idea. 
I'm not saying I, completely. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not against it now. I'm yeah. not against it. Um, I mean, obviously, with the news breaking out with um, Dalton Schultz now, uh, now gone, which we've yeah. known this for a long time. Like We tried know, telling everyone but, back in December. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we told y'all. We, 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 I, I guess we can now tell... Well, we won't tell exactly what our can't say the but, sources. Yeah, yeah. No. but but basically, we have a very close connection direct to Dalton Schultz that basically spelled it out to us. So that he was not happy. He was not happy, and this was back in November. Mm. So we knew mm-hmm. he was going to leave. So uh, with that being said, Dalton Kincaid, yeah, why not? I don't see. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. Um, who's the guy yeah. from Oregon? Uh, is it Oregon State? The tight end, Luke Musgrave. Yeah, Luke Musgrave. I, I'm down for that too. Yeah. So, I mean, if we go tight in the first round, I'm I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that like, if there's one thing I will still complain, right? As much he's a really good, talented running back, he is good, <laughs> but. I do not want to draft a running back in the first round. I don't. I, and we are talking about B. John Robinson, obviously. And I do have my question marks about Robinson. His pass protection. He gets yeah. steamrolled very, very easily, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, like yeah. and, and someone put, I can't remember who it was. I think it was our good friends from... Um, from one of the uh, the Mexican Cowboys podcasts, I, I can't remember the exact name, but he basically put a poll up and basically said, um, out of the like mm. coming out of all these players coming out of the draft, would you pick Zeke? Would you pick Barkley? Or would you pick B. John Robinson? And Robinson was actually very low in the grades. Like when you think of like players coming out of college based on what their attributes are, like if anything, I would have picked Saquon as well. As, as, as well as Zeke, like Zeke, in terms of a whole package, he was complete. There was some, like, but in terms of more of a running back, I would have picked more Zaquan. But if you're just picking as a pure, pure running back without doing any pass protection, Bijan was number one, I would say. Mm. Like, yeah. but in terms of a whole package, Zeke, easily. Yeah. 100%. You, you, and what you got to worry about with, with Bijan Robinson is longevity because the yeah. guy is style. And he plays very upright. Um, eventually, that's going to lead to him taking some big body blows, and that just runs you down as a running back. You want to play squatty and compact, not like fully up, which is what he does. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not—it's not—it's not a bad. It is a—it's a bad and a good thing because that's his play style, and that's what he's doing. He's trying to make guys miss, and he's. There's all this motion, which can be classed as wasted motion, but he's trying to go for the home run every time, and that's why he runs that way. But yeah. in the NFL, take a big linebacker, hit you in the right place. Exactly. This is this is the point. Like I'd rather like go for a more guy. It's like it's just to help balance the grip of running backs. I like, I like that. I like the idea we're going to go more towards this running back by committee. We've just brought in Ronald Jones today as well. Rojo, yeah. Rojo, so, yeah. which I think is a very underrated acquisition for the Cowboys. Like people say, mm-hmm. oh, he's past it, whatever. Not just he'll still give you those dirty yards and fall down. Make he no feels a role. He yeah, feels a role. absolutely. Like yeah. so, he is definitely he will definitely be like a running back number two or number three or whatever yeah. that. But it's gonna be a third. But I are we still going to draft a running back in the draft? Absolutely, one hundred percent. We are. You, you've got to. Read. We have to. But, but 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 what the Pollard 
so Pollard on the franchise tag and Rojo coming in behind. Again, what that is doing, and I put the post out saying the Cowboys are covering themselves for the draft really well right now. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the Rojo thing, all that does is you say, okay, if the the right running back lands to us in day one or day two, we'll take them. But we now don't have to say to ourselves, we need a running back in this round. We can just mm. see how it develops because you're so far down in the board. Just let the board come to you. Just let it fall to you. And you've covered yourself where if you end up not getting that running back in those two days, you say to yourself, okay, so what we're doing then is we're going into this season with uh, Malik Davis, Rojo, Pollard. They're our free running backs. And you'd be, you'd be okay with that. I'd be okay based on if I go and based oh, and Rico and Rico as well. Who's got yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if we're going based on what how other teams have kind of utilized right now, like the Chiefs, it the works. Eagles, it's worked. Like mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need a star running back nowadays mm-hmm. to actually rush the ball now. Like the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl with a rookie running back. Um, who did they take in day two? I believe it was day, day, day two, three. Maybe. Day three. Day three. I, 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 is it Pacho? Pacho, whatever the name is? Pacheco. Pacheco, yeah. yeah. Who uh, also replaced a first round correct. running back. Yeah. Carl's Edwards. Is it Carl Edwards? Uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards. Edwards Clyde Edwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clyde Edwards is late. But, um, yeah. and, and basically then, um, you know, not to disrespect the other running backs on their roster, but they were just a bunch of fill-ins. That's how they yeah. did it. They yeah. actually did that. with it. And I know there's other elements to a roster where it's just not as binary as that but it just goes to show you that you can do it i'm not to mention as well mate it's like when you look at the total cost of those kansas city chiefs running backs they took like a very very small like as a total of that whole group and that's six mil six million total of all those running backs and we're we're paying paul hard what 12 million or something 10 million just on his own on his own yeah and let's let's not forget Rojo was there for a short time as well this season. He had a cup of coffee in Kansas. Yeah, he yeah. has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, is it not two? He's not got two. He, uh, one with yeah, yeah, Tampa. I think, I think uh, no, I think he was drafted after they won the Super Bowl. No, not sure. If anyone, if anyone in the comments I'll, can tell us, I think he was drafted. I'm trying to work in, it out. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's got two Super Bowls now. I'm trying to work it off my memory, but yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at it as well. You know, we get Stefan Gilmore, so Cowboys are just taking on guys with yeah. Super Bowl rings. Yeah, at the he's moment. two times Super Bowl champ. I yeah. thought so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, so, Tampa Bay and the Chiefs. There we go. Very good. So cool. it's a system that works. And on top of that, talking about covering themselves, the Cowboys also draft an offensive lineman as draft. A tiny <laughs> offensive lineman. Yeah. Well, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And what what I like about the uh, the, the guy that they've signed, uh, going to look at it, versatility, plays on the left, plays on the Very right, high. plays at guard, plays at tackle. Yeah. There you go. But so, are we still, and, and, and then our question is, are we still going to draft an offensive lineman in the draft? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. So, so again, it, it seems to be in a repeat. We're we're covering ourselves as well. Yeah. And, Should the you could, and, and you could say, are we going to draft a wide receiver in the draft? Because even though we've brought in Cooks, possibly because mm-hmm. we don't know yeah. what we're going to do with for Hulk, for, for Hulk, we don't know what we're going to do with Tolbert. We don't yeah. like 
So yeah, I was just trying to designate those guys to more special teams, and we just get an hour pro- wide receiver that can build themselves up to be like wide receiver number four, for example, possibly. Yeah. That yeah. that that's your issue at this point is mm. what what, and especially on the West Coast offense where you need strength in numbers. Yeah. So, what are you doing at this stage? How what's your opinions on wide receivers four to six, right, four to seven? Mm. Um, yeah. what are you doing with those guys? And if your thought is because bear in mind Cooks is Cooks is here this season. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, I need, I need I need to stop you right there. Labasti just coming in with the, 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 the go, coming up with the goat comment tonight so far. Uh, yeah. a, a guy that we love in the Dallas Cowboys, Isaac Aracon, saying, "I want the kick." Oh, man, like, I've, I I don't know about you, but I, I know we're, we've just completely jumped there, but I just want to, yeah. like, I love this move, actually. <laughs> I like, I really do like it. The Isaac like, Alicorn from offensive defense. Yes. Because yeah. like, yeah. obviously that... the listeners on the podcast didn't see the comment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. But uh, for me, I've worked through that transition from O-line, D-line. And I found that very, very helpful because it gives you a better understanding how O line works. But you run into a more an aggressive style where you can actually learn from likes of Dan Quinn and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It might work out for him in the long and run. You look, you look, he's like three hundred and thirty pound. So, so the weight he, works. Yeah, yeah, and he and he could be that one tech we never. <laughs> That's what me and you were talking about on Twitter. I was like, "There's the one tech we wanted, Paul." <laughs> <laughs> and we don't even have to may have actually had to draft anybody, but we might still have to draft yeah. a defensive tackle more likely. Um, I just think at this stage, like I and I've put a vote out, which is getting a lot of votes at the moment, but I've said if the Cowboys uh if the Cowboys sign Bobby Wagner and get oh. Jonathan Hankins signed, is this the best free agent period the Dallas Cowboys have had? This millennium on paper, yes, on, on paper. paper, so far, so far, yeah. Because yeah. let's, be, let's be perfectly honest when we, I hate to fucking bring this name back up because it gives me nightmares. But, <laughs> but, Don't but, do it, but I'm just saying, though, like the, 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 the year that we brought in Don Terry Poe and Jerry McCoy, you thought, oh, we've got two guys that really fill the void in that defensive line in the middle, and it turned out to be absolutely gash. So, yeah. so, oh, hell but as no. a, yeah, it, precisely. But when you really look at it on paper, it, it looks great. But whether it'll execute yeah. as we expect it to be, the expect the expectation on this is now going to be very, very high. So yeah. they they've got to yeah. deliver. I mean, the good thing is, is what we'll do on Thursday. We've got a special guest in, all the way from uh, Dallas headquarters. So uh, we'll get his opinions on moves. I forgot, I forgot about that. Sorry, DJ Doll just brings really? a really great yeah. comment. Mark Tooney was drafted as a defensive tackle, and Tom Landry obviously moved him to offensive yeah, line. Yeah. I, I completely forgot all about that. And Tooney was like, well, the before boss. He passed, before he passed away, he was an absolute freak in the line. Yeah. And it didn't even make sense when you watch him play. Oh. Like, that guy should not be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But listen, look, we're just going to do a quick wrap up before we move over. And I get one point off you each, right? So since Thursday, obviously, we've drafted Brandon Cooks. We've re-signed Rico Dowdle, Dante Fowler, 
CJ Godwin, Cooper Rush, Jonathan Hankins is imminent. Mm-hmm. We've brought in Chuma Adoga and Ronald Jones. And we've restructured Tyron Smith, Brandon Cox, Michael Gallup. Which is the biggest piece of news apart from what we've already spoken about for you guys in that? I think for... the biggest the biggest move of all of that, of everything that's happened so far, mm. my, and I don't take this as a homer pick, for me it's Donovan Wilson signing because of what he brings to the rest of the safety department. Yeah, He's a defensive yeah. playmaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was our highest tackler in the, in the team. Yeah. So, uh, do you know, I didn't know this. Do you know he had 40 defensive stops on the year, which is first among all safeties in the NFL? Wow, that's, that's crazy. I did not know that's that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, like, the obvious one for me, obvious one is Donovan Wilson. But, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, in case uh, for our actual listeners, uh, Labaski just made the comment. He was a little bit scared that our show was going to end. So, uh, a little bit of lack of context there from Brian there. So, <laughs> no, no, Labarski. Obviously, look, this is the Project Prospect show, and we need to talk about the project, the prospects we were going to talk. But, like that, we're giving the lads a chance just to wrap up on the, the free agent moves because we've got to talk about it. Yeah. Final I mean, thought. Final thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me as well, like, I love the state of Stefan Gilmore uh, addition as yes, well. Like, I, 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 like, I, it's so hard to really kind of point to it exactly, but I still you know what I like, though, Paul? No, no, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, my, I still will go back to one of the first things that we did was bring back LVE. I know we covered that previously before, but yep. for me, 100%. that to me was my priority number one is get LVE back. And I'm so hard that we got that done. Mm. And it's it's not a massive chunk that's taken out of our cap or anything. It, it, it feels like it's an our team friendly deal something somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. And the only go. thing I was gonna add with the Gilmore was that it's a good pick and it was only a fifth rounder. It was a compensatory yeah. pick we lost. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like we still have a pick in each round this year. Mm. Yep, seven right. seven picks. Yep. We have options but look as we said tuesday's project prospect show we're back to the offensive side of the ball i've seen comments flying in from people when we talked we said we were going to talk about wide receiver tonight we're only going to myself and mike have picked two guys each and paul has got paul's going to has seen these guys as well he's going to give his opinions on these so mike do you want to go with the first guy you picked out all right we'll go with an easy one first right which is jackson smith and jigba right jsn (laughs) Um, because like, here's the thing, right? Is that I get why everybody loves Jackson, right? And he is. And when you think about Jackson Smith, right? Think about the recent Ohio state wide receivers that have come out. And during all of that, Jackson was the best wide receiver of the lot. He outperformed all of them whilst these guys were coming out and they, they come into the NFL and they've done well. But this guy was the best, right? I get that. He's wide receiver one on my board. Um, <laughs> so just to be clear on that. But I – and it might have to slightly change after the Brandon Cooks sign-in. But I just looked at it like, hmm, do I want Jackson Smith for the Cowboys? If he did get picked, right, don't get me wrong, I would be happy. But I just worry in terms of the fit. Because yeah. 
he's already much the same of what we've already got. And I don't want too much of the same. I don't want to become like what the Clemson Tigers once was with literally every wide receiver was the same because it becomes too easy to defend. So I just worried about what you are, but he is an amazing talent. Like this guy goes from um, from a receiver to a ball carrier in an instant because he's just such a natural pass catcher mm. that he just transitions from catcher to runner like in the blink of an eye. And it, that's like a really hard time to do. He just There is no problems with him in that sense. And, and quarterbacks that we've seen in the past, like Ohio, Ohio State, just love him. They just don't, they can't help it because yeah. he's just really good. I know he's not fast. Um, I got into it with Professor O about Jackson Smith's speed. But it, it is true, right? It, he's not a fast receiver. And mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah. Don't forget that Jerry Rice, the best wide receiver the NFL has ever seen, was a slow runner. He was not fast, but he could separate. He, and he was just a good route runner. And that's Jackson Smith. He's not going to go deep. He's not going to go deep on you. He's going to stick within the short and intermediate routes. And I like that. Um, really good. But what, what I think is his biggest strength, and you see it all the time game by game, because it does transition well per game, as you can tell, he um, he's doing his homework. He's doing mm-hmm. his homework on the guys. He's watching the tape, and he's he's getting himself ready, and he's prepared. And you see that in the little things. It's all about the little things with wide receivers, and you see that with Jackson. That there's all these little things that mount up, and you're just like, wow. And that is what's breathtaking. The issues you do have with Jackson is, as I've said, is the the first one is obviously. Um, it is the speed that is going to be something that puts teams off. Like, for instance, with the Cowboys, if they didn't have Brandon Cooks, I'm out on Jackson because of the speed. I need guys with speed, especially on the West Coast, right? Um, although it still works on the West Coast offense because you've already got these slower guys. People were complaining last year about the fact that we had no speed. You add Jackson Smith, you haven't solved that problem. The other one as well is the injuries. He does have soft tissue hamstring injuries. Yeah. Virtually played nothing last season. Only just made it in under the wire for being healthy enough to do the combine this year um, because of that. Uh, And the other part to his game as well is that uh, you're not going to ask him to go to the third dimension. You're not going to throw those tight window jump balls and expect him to come down with them because he's just not that player. He's not that guy. So um, they're just the problems. But apart from that, I mean, the guy is just like, he's fire. I don't get like, I know you kind of, because he only played a couple of games last season, you kind of get limited on the tape that you have in his last year. But you go to 2021 and you watch it and you don't really have to watch. Like, you don't have to look hard to find. You just go to an Ohio State game in 2021 you go to the offensive side of the ball, and you're just going to watch him make plays. Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's a good example. Oh, you just watch it. it. He's a crazy talent. It is. Uh, and, you know, he's on those short routes, immediate routes, crosses, slants, yep. comebacks. Perfect. And and you can use him as well, which is an underrated part of his game. You can use him on screens if you really want to, because he, he will go and, uh, and make those guys 
miss. You know, you need what you need receivers to make one or two guys miss on the screen, and then you're gone. And he he can do that. That's no problem. Um, but he's just he's just a technical guy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's perfect. And I think in the NFL he's going to be limited in a certain type of role, but he's going to be one of the best at it. Like, for me, if I was picking a guy on one game alone, a wide receiver, and I saw the Rose Bowl, and it was the only game I ever saw, mm. I'm picking Jackson Smith and Jigba above everybody else. Mm. But what you say, Mike, is right. He's not explosive. He's coming off an injury. It's a concern. Does the ability that he he's a body catcher that he he has a route tree? Does that make up for it? I don't know, but Paul, give us your opinions on him. You guys have pretty much nailed it out. I mean, I don't really have much really to add on top of that. I mean, do I think he's going to be a fit for the Cowboys? I really don't, because based mm-hmm. on what we're what we're kind of going for now, we're, we're yeah. after the speed, more speed factors. So, but again, again, no. It's not a disadvantage, like you guys are saying, but I don't see as like he would be a guy we would look into personally. But mm-hmm. um, I don't really have much else to really add in that one, to be honest, because you guys have already kind of nailed it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's not. Go on, Mike. Uh, no, I'm just gonna say um, it will be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's the start of the show. Um, but yeah, I, the Rose Bowl was a, <laughs> that is a crazy game to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, another good one that you get just to re emphasize on um, his natural pass catching ability is I, I, one thing I always try and listen to when you're watching drills and what have you is when they're catching the ball, how much sound does the ball make? How much snap is there on the hands? And when, yeah. you, when you're listening to Jackson catch it, it's just deadly silent. Mm. It's just so perfect. Soft hands that just catch the ball perfectly. And like I say, that it's it. What makes him so special is how quickly he transitions. That like he's got the vision and he's got the instincts as well. And then the rest of it, you know, the agility side of it all is what he's really good at. The speed, not so much. He's got enough speed that you do see it. You've you, I've mm-hmm. watched tape on him, and you'll see him that he will break and go downfield. But it's more because he's managed to create crazy separation in his route to break off free that much. And then he's dancing around guys and, and, and making a miss. But it's just that transition from from receiver to ball carrier is just so quick. Uh, it's just it's really crazy to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fumble Hearts is making some really great comments. Like, yeah, talking about like talking about likes of the the, the tight ends, mm-hmm. like Washington K, mm-hmm. what he did in the Rose Bowl, and that's like what Jason had with Olave and Garrett Wilson. I mean, great yeah. point. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that, that is, you know, that's basically the, the way to look at it. That you know, if you want to say, is, is he that good? You just go like, this is a guy that had like some really high talent last year going the draft and he just outshone them. He yeah. was just far beyond what, what these pay were, you know. Um and they haven't had a, uh, a bad NFL start as well. So that says it all. Uh DJ Dog Escobar was not drafted in the first. 
It was I used that. <laughs> it was second, second rounder. And I think we did cover this a couple of weeks ago. They did actually draft David LaFleur in the first round. Oh. So we, we, we have done it, but look, it might happen. But I think, what is it, Mike, was three, four weeks ago we we had a look at the tight ends? I think it was four mm. weeks ago. Something like that. So definitely go, go back and look at that because we did talk about the Darnell Washingtons, Luke Musgrave, um, Kincaid, you know, yeah, we, 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 we spoke about all these guys, so definitely check this out. Um, but we're going to flip it over to the guy who, if Jackson Smith and Jigbit is your 1A, Jordan Addison is probably your 1B mm. wide receiver. Um, what I like about him, he has separation. He can get you that. He can release... He can work on his, his roots and his proven target for high volume. But what concerns me is he drops the ball a lot. Mm. He does. That is and true. Physicality is going to be a huge concern for this guy. And the fact he went from Pittsburgh, which is not a renowned school for receiving, Went to Lincoln Riley system at USC for 2022. Didn't really light up the Pac-12 in 2022. It concerns me that he's a potential target at 26 that nobody is really talking about. Yeah, and they yeah. don't talk about the leg injury either. That he's yeah. had injuries and in, in, on the leg on the legs, which yeah. is something. And and I think. Because here's the thing, right? That nobody is talking about even more so, right, Bri? Yeah. Is it is his combine? Is combine people will be like, yeah, okay. And you're like, no way. The guy is 5'11, 170 odd pounds, right? Yeah. So we've got issues of weight size. already. Yeah, of weight. size and weight. And that leads to your comment about play strength, which you're absolutely right on. Yeah. But if if I've got a guy that size, and I I went back and checked my charts, it puts him like really low down on the yes. on the height, weight, and speed chart, right? But it it wasn't a bad combine, right? But if I put it to you this way, Darnell Washington, who's eight inches taller and a hundred pound heavier, had better results than Jordan yeah. Anderson. That has to be a concern for you because. The yep. guy needed to do better in the car. It wasn't bad, right? But it needed to be better. Like when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, this combine was not what I wanted it to be. I did the same with Hire. I was expecting more for Hire, yep. but his combine was, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, it's, it's not bad. And when you look at it on paper, but then you look at the height, weight, and all the rest of it, and, you, and the, his play style, and you go, well, that's not good. <laughs> It's mm. that way, like you know, um, like if you said uh, he's uh, you're gonna have a wide receiver who runs in the four fours, you go brilliant, and you're yeah. like, mm, but look at the guy, look at the way he plays, look at the height and the weight. That's not good. Needed to be better. Yeah, the vert was bad too. The vert, I think, was only something like thirty three or whatever for a guy yeah. of his height and weight. That needs to be way up there. It needs to be more than that. Yeah. But Addison is absolutely right. What, what, where Jordan Addison? And the reason I, I kind of had 
Jackson and Addison very, very close together. And mm-hmm. the separator became the combine. The combine for me was like, there we go. Because although Jackson didn't run the 40, I think that's not a bad move because it, it would have sparred a, a, a bad <laughs> conversation. What were you saying? Jordan didn't run it? No, Jackson. Jackson right. didn't because he, he's a right. slow runner. He didn't want to run it. Jordan yeah. did, but it wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was four four nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I mean. It's not good for his size. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and you see, when Jackson he did the shuttle and the agility drills, really, really good. Bang on. That's what put me above. Uh, and yeah. so Addison goes down because of the combine. I have to drop him down, but it is his route running where he's really, really good. Um, like. You look at the way he puts defensive backs flat-footed uh, at the very start of routes, like from the release, like you say, um, is is absolutely crazy. The drops are a problem. And also another big issue he has was that um, the way he was schemed at USC. It's the same argument I have for Jalen Hyatt, that the, the, the scheme helps the player so much and it did for Addison and Addison at times really didn't need to do much he just had to stand really just stand there and the ball will come to you and you can do the rest like so um that tied along with the leg injury you know there is that but don't forget as well right Bry I mean this is the guy who was the Blinkoff winner as well Blinkoff was 2020 2021. Uh, one minute on my notes. 21, I think. 20, 21, while he was at yeah. yeah. But when, you, when, you're, when you're looking at it, right, a Belitnikov winner in 2021, for 2022, you expect him, especially oh, well. given that Devontae Smith won the Heisman in recent yeah, yeah. years, mm-hmm. you expect him to explode. When he goes to a program, which is predominantly a West Coast offense, throw a guy open. He is 875 yards and eight touchdowns. That's not good enough for me. No, I agree. That that you want to see, and I've said this to you time and time again, yeah. when, when you want to see the years in college, you want to see it like a steady step of yeah. progression. It doesn't matter how it goes. Just You want to see it go up and up and up. And yeah. you just you, you didn't see that with Addison. It, <laughs> um, yeah, I will say that. Yeah. You, you didn't see it enough. From Addison, yeah. where you're like, e, okay, like the touchdowns went down, the yards yeah. went down. Um, yeah. and you know, all right, you can say the snaps went down, but you know, there was the injury in there, yeah. but not to the degree you're expecting. Like, okay, you're gonna go, okay, there's gonna be a little bit of loss, but not to that yeah. amount, not like where it's nearly like double. <laughs> no, like. I'm uh, Paul is just pulling up comments there as 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 I was going to say, and I'm going to bring you in now in a second, Paul. I'm loving the fact that everybody in the comments is giving opinions and thoughts are coming flying in. It's great to see. It's not that we're ignoring your comments, folks, and it's great to see that you're interacting with each other. Yeah, we're just keep it, keep it up, guys. This is yeah, awesome. We're 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 loving what we're seeing. The fumble hurts here kind of makes an interesting point in two of his comments. He says, next year's wide receiving class is loaded. This is a very weak wide receiving class. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I would disagree slightly. No, I, I think there's top-end guys. There's not, say, a Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson last year. 
which there mm. might be next year. But I think you're going to get guys in the second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round. There's a lot of guys in each of those rounds. In terms of value, I agree. Mm. Um, there is value to be found in like the yes. day, you know, the round four. I'm going to say day four again. I keep yeah. saying that. Round four, sort of five guys. But what there is this year is that there are, and it's very easy to see, that yeah. the, the tiered groups are really easy to find on the wide receivers. You can group these tiers this year. In years past, like mm. those those lines have been very hazy, where you're just like, yeah. oof, God, the talent year is just so wild and there's so much depth. You just you you don't know how to tier, but this year has been really simple. You just kind of like, yeah. oh, right. In fact, the entire draft this year is mm. like that. Yeah. Not to put a dampener on it. Just going to pull up a comment here from the Fumble Hearts before I throw it over to yourself, Paul. Just kind of saying about um, biggest weakness is linebacker. Again, I think was last week's show we did linebackers, Mike? Uh, I, I, think think it was. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So because I picked Nolan Smith as a cheat and you didn't like you did. <laughs> so go back to that. But Paul, listen, flipped over. Jordan Addison, what are your thoughts on him? Right, so when you look at his season last year in 2022, he was only targeted 59 times mm -hmm. and he was averaging 14.8 yards per catch. Yeah, that that alone is actually quite impressive when you put it in that, yeah. in that perspective. I mean, I do have my concerns about him and stuff like that, like where the drop catches, and that's probably why he's not been targeted as much. Yeah, that's so, um, but. When he does get the ball, you are expecting to see at least an average between 10 to 15 yards per catch. Like, he knows how to kind of, once he's yeah. got the, the rack yards, that's mm -hmm. like once, once he's got the ball, secured it, yeah. like, at least you're guaranteed to get some good amount of moving up field. So, I guess that is the, be the best possible about him. But, like you guys mentioned, I do have the major concern with the drop passes. Yeah. And with that being said, like, how's he been? Like, I don't know if it's just because this draft class, as like uh, Fumble Hearts has mentioned and viewers of us have mentioned, it's not the best class. Yeah. But, but should these guys really truly be first round right receivers? I would argue it's really yeah. tipsy turvy. Like, there could be some guys that yeah. those guys I do quite like. That could be a first rounder, but not like the same level like your Olavis or other wide receivers in previous years, like your Mike Evans's, etc. CD Lambs and that. They're not in that same bracket of caliber, I don't think. But yeah. they do, but they do have some nice calls that they can actually build upon to be yeah. there. Addison just really does need to improve his ball security more than anything, I think. Yeah. I'm going to just raise one point and I'll throw it back to you, Mike. And I bet I'll, I guarantee you're probably going to say the exact same point. Let's not forget Jordan Addison played last season with the Heisman winner. Yeah, yeah. true. He was his primary target or should have been yeah. his primary target. Yeah. Go on, Mike, take it away. No, I, I mean, like, the only thing I was going to say is that, you know, like, we're talking about the drop passes and everything as well. Uh, and at times, he didn't, like I've said, he didn't need to do much, but it's also that he didn't need to do much in the sense that with at USC, there's a lot of very short passes and, yeah. um, you know, the tunnel and, and bubble screens that go out to the wide receivers. Yeah. So it's very lickety split. So he did, and yet he's still dropping these passes as well. You do see it and you're just like, mm, don't know. Mm. 
So he's got, he's going to have a role. But for me, for me, right, if I was taking Jordan Addison, I'm taking him if I've already got my wide receiver one. And I want to have a high-end wide receiver two to complement my my yeah. my possession wide receiver. And that's going to be – and that is now – my, my double duo on the offense that's gonna absolutely kill it. Right, Go so on, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna come in here, right? So for me now, wide receiver is not an option for first round. Like I don't think we need to. But like, I know we're talking about prospects and stuff. Like this is the yeah. part of this show we're talking about potentially. Yeah, they might. They, we might. But realize that now, after what's happened in the past couple of days, I don't see that being the case. And and I completely agree what. Uh, within the comments, the fumble hearts has mentioned we like uh, if it comes to the first round in terms of other positions of need. Yeah, but yeah, if we are going to draft the right receiver, I'd be more than happy being in our second rounder. I think. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, definitely. Like, definitely. And and when you like, I know we're going to mention these guys later on the show, but Tank Dell for me, like if he's there in round two, I'd take him in a heartbeat. Let's transition. Let's transition. Go for us. Me and Brian have both gone first, and, and you know, this is one of the guys on the list, so hit us with it. Well, well, he's starting to really become my favorite guy now. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking, like, I'm just thinking, but like, you know me, I am always about the dark horses in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Every single year. Like last year, my was Cole Strange and he ended up being a first rounder for the Patriots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and no one saw it, like, even myself. I thought yeah. if we could get him the second round, it would have been great. But but and obviously other years it was like Neville Gallimore was my uh, dark horse and stuff like that. I mean, ended up getting him, I lost my mind. But for me, like Tank Dell, like after you see his footage within the senior bowl, his separation. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. an exceptional, like, like, I, and I'm like, like, I don't really normally comment about wide receivers, but that was something else. And sorry, mm-hmm. I'm getting adverts playing the, my headset there. <laughs> um, but I'm just looking at his stats right now. It's, it's averaging like, yeah, over what his average is like 12.8 yards per catch, and he has been tallied mm. quite extensively for Houston. Right. Yeah. Last year, last year was probably one of his best years. His best year, yeah. seventeen touchdowns, twelve point eight per catch average. As longest as being like a sixty-three yard, and also he's very, very versatile when it comes to special teams as well. Yes, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't I, I, like in punt return, and he's yeah. so elusive. He can change direction. He has that sight, like directional speed. Yeah, like the really juke, like you would expect to see from running backs to do. He has that as a wide receiver, so I think he would be a great acquisition to the team if we can get him like in the second round. And if he's there in the third, my God, we need to get him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's my kind of take on yeah. him. But obviously, um, there is some things as well. He can be a wee bit too greedy with the ball sometimes. That's my only concern. Yeah, he can be a wee bit too yeah. greedy. So yeah, but. Other than that, like I'm sure you guys have kind of done more of a deeper analysis, but just from my overview, he's becoming more of a. I think he would bring a really good, and he ran a four four nine as well, so he does have a speed factor as well. He he is one for you, Paul. Run a four four nine, right? Mm. Check this out. His ten yard split was a one four nine. 
He almost beat Des Bryant's 10-yard split. That is moving. Yeah. I know. So I think that just kind of comes to show them to. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, Barry. Um, I'll let you take like, Oh, go on. Go on. Sorry, Paul. Go on. No, no. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm happy. Like, <laughs> my, my, my concern with Tank Dell, and, and, and we were talking about this earlier, yeah. he has a very small frame. There it's are injuries. Yeah, he's five, five foot eight, and he, he is quite small in weight. And he does, yeah, he does, need, he does need to put a, little, a wee bit of extra weight on, yeah. to be honest. But, um, sorry. For me, it, there's a limited role for him in the team. And for a second-round pick, and every year this concerns me with the Cowboys, when they go for their second-round pick, it's there's a project of yeah. some variety. And... I would like to see them go in the second round and just pick up a stud, get a guy. Fair enough, yeah. Trayvon Diggs. Like, if you look back through history, I think we've we've kind of said, like, last year, Sam Williams, there were character issues. Hopefully, he takes the jump. The year before, Kelvin Joseph, huge character concern issues, which are still around two years into the NFL. Jalen, Bruce Carter, Sean Lee, with a second round pick, I want a guy who I know is going to contribute right away. And a couple, I've yeah. seen this in a couple of comments here. Guys are saying Steve Avia if he's available. And we oh have yeah, yeah, that, that 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 would be like the most obvious choice. The TCU yeah. guard, yeah, we've yeah. got a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Him or what's the like? There's a linebacker, Henley, the linebacker, Dean Henley. Yeah, I know the guy yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. like uh, even if he's there, like because obviously, like uh, again, comments have made a good good point that. Yeah. Um, we do have to, like backers that are kind of, even though we brought guys that are really like we wanted them to bring them back, but yeah. there is the injury concern. If one of them goes down, who else is going to step up? We're a wee bit yeah. short in numbers for linebackers, so I I wouldn't agree on on that because I think for linebacker, obviously we have Mike Parsons, Leighton Van Der Esch is coming back. You have a trio of Damone Clark, Jabril Cox, Devin Harper. That well, that kind of relieves the question. What are we, yeah. what is going to happen with Jabril across us now? Two years now. Okay, I tell you what. I tell you what. I tell you what. Then right now, I will say Avila Avia has uh, he is my number one inside offensive lineman now. Simple wow. Yep. Yeah. I'm tired. Uh, inside offensive lineman. You were reading Stronsky inside. I know, I know, I have. Yeah, but he, I've, t- he is my inside offensive lineman number one over Skronsky. Wow. Yep. That's Simply because he's, it's the size, the strength, and the versatility. Can play mm. both guard positions and center. And think about that for for the Dallas Cowboys. If you were going to move on from Tyler Biarish next year, you've got your guy. Mm. Mm. Yes, but going back to Dell, <laughs> back to Tank Dell, yeah. um, that is nickname. It helps you out a little bit. So, like a lot of people say, they worry about the size. It is an issue. You got to think, you know, of absorbing blows on that on that frame. Yeah, but he's nicknamed Tank, and his nickname is called that because that is what he's like. He just continuously is always at it, always. Always go in, always going for it. 
Mm-hmm. That's his, that is is that's the type of guy he is, and like, like everything that you've seen. Th- this is a guy right who has had back to back thirteen hundred yard seasons, mm-hmm. and has twenty nine touchdowns yeah. in the last two years. Like that is insane, and like. I know they say production, yeah, all right, stats stay in school, traits translate. But, like, you still have to look at it. That, that, that That's the thing to look at. And that he's just, he's so sharp, he's so sudden. He's basically, he's just this weapon that in the NFL, he's going to be playing from the slot, I think, purely. He's going to have to be. Um, but we've seen that work with small guys in the Dallas Cowboys. Look at Cole Beasley. And Dak loves those type of guys. He targets yeah. them like there's no tomorrow. The issue I know is the size. It's also the route running. He does have issues um, with that. Um, not in terms of that he doesn't have a expanded tree. More just that he just struggles to separate generally. Um, just in terms of separation. Um <laughs> I just hmm, that he's not gonna he's not gonna provide you an option in the NFL to win on yeah. the outside. It's gonna well, be all yeah. in the middle, all in the inside. But like I say, Cole Beasley made a career out of that. Yeah. yeah. What, what, one thing I will say, right, and and this just kind of just popped up into my screen right now, right. So I'm just on obviously every wide receiver is being graded, right. That mm-hmm. it's like, like and the best grade you can get is eight, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. There's not one wide receiver, right? So just to kind of put this in comparison, so eight in their terms of grade is like the perfect prospect between 7.5 to 7.3 as a premium all pro, 7.0, 7.1 is pro bowl talent, 6.7, 6.9 is a year one starter, mm. and 6.5 to 6.6 is a boom or bust potential. Not one wide receiver in this year's draft class it's been graded above 6.5. Every yeah. one of them, every one of them has been graded as a boom or bust potential. I, I I can agree with that because I would say Jackson Smith and Jigba is just that. Yeah. Because Evan Mike were talking about this earlier today and he frightens the bejesus out of me. Do you want to know who has been graded the highest though? I bet it's Quinton. Nope. Don't look it up. Just guess. No, no, no. no. I, uh, I, I'd hate it if it's high. Josh Downs. It is Josh. It is Jalen Hyatt. Mm. He, was, he, he was he was graded six point five. Then it was Josh Downs. Then it was Safe Flowers. Then Quentin Johnson was fourth. So Jalen Hyatt. I get it. You know. Yeah. The the guy, but it again Tennessee with the spread offense, and he's only ever going to run run one route. It really helped hire out, and he never really had to do anything other than run really fast. That's all he yeah. had to do, and he beat <laughs> guys on speed. That's all he had to do. Um, but yeah, I, I like Tankdale and I like the versatility that he gives you in terms of, mm. like you mentioned, Paul, yeah. of being an offensive weapon as well as a special teams weapon. So you get yeah. the uh, uh, the added bonus with him there. I, it's not it, like I wouldn't like it if it was a first round pick, but yeah, no, um, no, it, yeah, I wouldn't. Think... I would not draft. Like, see, as of right now, mate, I would not want to draft a, a right receiver in the first round now after what's just happened with uh, mm. 
what we've done in the in terms of free agency um, and stuff like that. I mean, if Jackson Smith was the pick at 26, like he fell out, I don't see it. Because I said, looking at the draft board, I can see a string of wide receivers coming off the board just before Dallas pick. There's just I, I, a I, lot I, of wide receiver needy teams yeah. in, in the low pennies. I'm sorry, but I would have to give it an R pass and wide, like you know what I was like with the whole CD lab at the time. I thought we, <laughs> like, I thought we didn't need a wide receiver then. Yeah, but it turned out we actually kind of did in some way. But I think for this year now, how stacked yeah. are what we've got Gallup coming back for the comeback year. We've yeah. got we've got Lamb, who is a true number one, and we've just got like of Brendan Cooks in there. Like, yeah. like I do like the idea like of tight end, defensive interior tackle, linebacker. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, if if one of the offensive linemen managed to fall down to there, then great, whatever. But I don't yeah. find wide receiver is now a priority anymore in terms no, it's of it's you done. don't have to you don't have to take one in the first round. But I think no. if if one of the the, the uh, if they did take one of the premium wide receivers in it, I wouldn't be opposed to like you know like we say look at I would use as a example it, it may be used as a bargaining chip there may be some other teams that might want to trade up to our spot to get a guy you know it's, mm. that's uh, one yeah, thing we've not said, talked about I yeah. actually I actually think it's the other way around that if you look before the Brandon Cooks sign in I would have said that because you've got a string of wide receiver needy teams that happen around like 18 that if say Jackson Smith was still available at that point, I think at that point the Cowboys would have traded up to go get a wide receiver. What Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks does now is it means you don't have to make that move. You don't have to trade up if he's there. Yeah, that that that's where it comes down to now. Uh, but do your last guy then, uh, Mister Brian. Yeah. I like this player as well. So we always say, look. With Project Prospect, we don't want to just give you the first round guys, the second round guys. We want to talk about guys who are going to be in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. And this was a guy who I've been monitoring for about two years now at this stage. And I saw this comment come in earlier tonight and put my arms up. I think it was from DJ Dog who might have actually preempted me with this. The, the, the guy, the second guy I'm looking at tonight is A.T. Perry. Mm. Wide receiver at Wake Forest. This is a guy who you're going to be able to pick up in the fifth round who had 81 receptions last year, 100 or 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns. And this guy is big. He is physical. He is your X-type receiver. He has the ability to go up, win the ball. Needs to improve it as well. But he has that ability. He is that red zone target that you had in a Des Bryant. And I'm not saying he's Des Bryant. He's not Des Bryant. But that's the kind of a guy that you need in the building is someone you can throw the ball to at the back of the end zone and he can win it. And this is what we're getting in the fifth or sixth round. And the fumble hurts has just agreed with me and said the Cowboys like A.T. Perry. Mm, Yeah, he's... Yeah, I like it. When we we was talking about A.T. Perry before, yeah, I've been watching defensive backs for writing my scouting reports for blogging the boys. Been doing a lot of cornerbacks at the moment, and it's funny. Like every now and then, I'll be watching a defensive back and I'll be playing Wake Forest, and all of a sudden, you're watching a wide receiver breaking off, and all of a sudden he's in the middle of the field and he's going down, and you're like, oh, touchdown! And you're like, and when you're watching 
A player, mm -hmm. but it's the opposite side that keeps catching your eye that you keep going back to. You know immediately that there's something there that 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 is a big magnet to you. It's a big lighthouse, yeah. uh, and. It was A.T. Perry who was the guy who I kept every time I was going back and I'd be like, oh, it's this guy again. And the jump balls, the contested catches, like, you know, when you think of Wake Forest, they're not like a massive offensive team. But yet they're making it work with the quarterback and A.T. Perry and a couple of other guys there. And he it's not just that he can do this. You watch it on so many of these back shoulder fade passes mm -hmm. that he catches, but he's just, he doesn't even need to turn his head to track the ball the whole time. He just knows instinctively where it is and where to track it. And then when he is turning his head, he knows exactly where it's going to be. And he's really yeah. good at doing that. The playmaking ability. Then once he's got the ball in his hands, there's been so many, catches I've seen with him on tape where he's catching the ball, say, at midfield and he's just gone. He's making moves that, and all of a sudden they're just immediately, they're in the red zone and you're just like, what? that's a hell of a play. Like, that is playmaking ability right there. Yeah. And then, once he is in the in the red zone, because, like, he's got the physicality and he's got the way of just winning these contested catches, because you can go up and catch the ball and he's physical you know, a little bit like you say, like Des Bryant, he's then this perfect red zone target. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the guy's six foot five, so he's yeah. a big guy, he makes it work. Uh, and uh, we're talking, talking about AT Perry, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I've got him down as uh, six foot three and a half, yeah, okay. that was a bit, as a special arrangement, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's the deep passing, I'm um, another part of his game that people overlook is his blocking ability that he's he's good that the and it's kind of something that's, that was a little bit missing from the wide receivers last year not too much yeah but it was a bit is the blocking from the wide well 80 perry will do that he will get in there he'll stick his nose and he'll punch guys back he will hold up on the outside oh <laughs> mr graham wilson's here <laughs> there he is look but uh, yeah, I mean, I like Paul finish off on AT Perry, and then uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I have not really watched much of AT Perry, so because mm -hmm. I can't really like, I've I've been most of been just scouting up the likes of the offensive linemen and defensive linemen. That's, that, that's your uh, that's, that's your forte. That's my forte. Oh, yeah, we're doing defensive linemen next week, so we'll get you on yeah. for that for sure. <laughs> Especially with Jay, uh, Jalen Carter trying to get drafted by the Cowboys at the moment. I, I, <laughs> I did. I did like the comment when I was talking about my second, the second round picks. I'm just trying to find it here, but someone did say Jalen Carter is trying to warm himself into being the Cowboys' second round pick. He's getting it. He's hot. He is there. dropping fast. I think it's a mental issue. He's got uh, that. This whole thing. Of what's happened is just taking a toll on him mentally. That's yeah. how I feel. That it's his yeah. mind that's blown. But um, the only thing I was going to say is um, because you were speaking about Josh Josh Downs, Paul, and yeah. I he is a talent. I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, if the Cowboys took him, I'm not going to be sad about it. Let's just start there, Paul. But 
I just I I was watching tape on Josh Downs because I'm thinking of doing the scouting report. I'm I'm waiting to see what blogging the boys RJ says and all the rest. But mm-hmm. I was watching him and straight away, do you know what I was what I noticed with Josh Downs? Do you know what he is? Cavante Turpin. Mm. Yeah. I'm watching him and I'm going, the Cowboys have already got Josh Downs in the building. And Josh mm. Downs does all the special teams work. He does all the punt returns. Um, he could do all of that. But I just, I'm watching I'm like, it's Cavante Turpin. The whole thing. And that's why I'm a little bit cool on him. That, okay, if you're going to draft him, fine, go for it. Um, but I'm I'm all game for it, but also with what you've got in the building already, I'm kind of like mm, could hold off a little bit. Mm. So it's got a good option. Um, I was saying to to you when I Brian that I'm all on for Trey Palmer from Nebraska. Yeah, he's like, Jalen High. He's Jalen Higher, but four rounds later. Yeah. And what did I say to you about UT receivers? Give me seven till on any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. um, so, like wide receiver, as we say, it's not a stat at the top end, but there are a lot of guys all over the board, and we're going to come back around to this. Wide receiver is definitely one we'll have to do again because you know there are guys there who can be taken. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Labarski agrees with you, Mike. He said there's a handful of these guys are turping. Um, mm. It's not going to use them and be a waste of taking. So, which I which I fully agree with. But look, we we do, we do have to get out of here at this stage. Mike is up at a very early hour in the morning, and it is gone ten o'clock mm. here in the UK and Ireland. Mm. So we'll throw it over, and Paul, we'll get you to give a shout out to our great friends over. Yes, guys, if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game next year, be sure to go and check out CowboysExperience.com for meet and greets, stadium tours, game tickets, tailgating, and much, much more. Mm-hmm. And flipping it over, what is the big deal this year, Mike? Yeah, come and join us over um the Dallas UK Cowboys Dallas travel package. All the information is on there. You got any questions about it? Just message us. We will be there for this year for Thanksgiving. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and be sure that and this, this package is powered by Cowboys Experience, our sponsor. So yeah, very absolutely. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm liking the comment. Mike is signing off, and Paul and Brian are going to carry on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> What do we want to talk about, Paul? What do we want to talk about? <laughs> How much alcohol is drinking consumed when we're in Texas? It's going to be lost, but the 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 last thing we need to do shout out to our fellow content creators. So obviously, all of the guys at the Dallas Cowboys media team. Give them a follow. The draft show is on twice a week, thir- Wednesdays and Thursdays. Make sure you tune in for that. Of course, the guys over at Blogging the Boys, who Paul and Mike are, are working with as well. So make sure and check out all of their content. And then, of course, guys like KT, like Jeff, like Big Game James, J-Tuck, Skywalker Steel. Make sure and give them all a follow. They're such a worthwhile listen. Yeah, baby. 
Yes. Yeah. So we will be back Thursday, and we've got. I'm going to announce it now. We have with us um, legend Carl Yeomans joining us on Thursday. Oh, fresh off his bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. We, I That's told right. him because uh, because <laughs> there at other moment there's only a five hour gap, so it worked yeah. in our favor that the clocks haven't gone forward yet here in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and me and Meg had that we mishap that just there. Uh, I did hear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did listen. I did hear it, and I was giggling. <laughs> so Lebarski, it's great to see that you got in in time and actually joined the show when when it was going live. It's it's not as much fun without you. <laughs> but as well, always, look, it is a good night from these gentlemen. Good night. And good night from them. We'll see you Thursday. Yeah. <laughs>